Okay, so anything I say can be held against me yes. in the court of law. Yes, and it will be. <laughs> So here we are, finally, we are filming this interview. You'll understand why it's taken us so long. It's just working in this kind of industry, you're just dead. Um, but I'm joined by Fetin, who works in high-end TV drama at the minute. Um, what's your role? I'm, I'm currently a uh, floor runner, but I'm also a set PA, and they're basically the same thing. You get called either one. Um, but on my contract, it's a, it's a floor runner. I'm currently working in scripted, uh, in high-end TV. I don't know how to explain like the fact that high-end TV is a category on its own, yeah. basically. I remember uh, starting out, I didn't really know what high-end TV was until I got into it. I just remember applying for things and it said H-E-T-V and I was like, what yeah. the hell does this mean? I didn't know what oh, either, but yeah, it's high-end TV, which I feel a bit, I feel a bit pompous saying that. Oh, I work in high-end TV, but um, but that that is the that is the category that it falls under. I started off in factual TV, and I sort of decided I, I love working in factual TV, but I decided that I also wanted to work in scripted, so I, I made the move, and here I am. I, um, like I said, I'm the set PA at the moment for a high-end TV show, uh, which started in at the end of November, and I'm contracted until September. So that's quite a long contract as well for a runner. That is a really good job. It's a, jealous. It's a, it's a very long contract. <laughs> I mean, I'm jealous of you, but I can also get that. I can also imagine, like as fun as it is, you will be absolutely shattered by the end of that. Anyone who works in TV, they know, like a long contract gives you a bit of security because when you're a freelancer, you never know how quickly you're going to get your next job. One thing that I didn't put on my question is the stability of the industry. And I think particularly, I think it's more so with the high-end TV stuff, more so than scripted in, 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 not scripted, more so than unscripted and factual, in my experience anyway. I always find that high-end TV as, even though it can be long contracts, it's a lot less um, frequent that you can sometimes find work, really, as a runner maybe. I don't know if that's just me. Compared to factual, I think there's always, factual is always there. It is, there's like, oh. it's always. Factual's always there, yeah. I mean, even, even in terms of accessibility, I think, I'm sure you know this as well, but factual TV just advertises more. Scripted TV, you rarely find the jobs advertised. It is mainly through knowing people. Yeah. It genuinely is. So, and that's even how I got into scripted TV was because I knew someone in scripted TV. And until I made that connection, I was finding it so difficult to get jobs in, in scripted. But in factual, it's a bit easier. Like once you get that first job in factual, it's so much easier to, to keep getting jobs in factual TV. And there's so many platforms that you can apply for jobs in factual TV. And um, I know I'm talking about mainly scripted TV today, but people who want to get into scripted TV, I feel like don't shy away from applying for factual stuff as well, because might have happened with you as well, Tom, because a lot of people will start off in factual with the hopes of getting into scripted, but then they'll just find that they prefer factual TV. So they'll like stick in factual. Um, but, you know, even though they're two very different sections of the industry, e even getting your foot into factual TV is quite good because you still get a lot of experience in, in TV, even though it's not it's the not, same thing. It's yeah. not the same thing. 
like yeah. at all, basically. Completely different. I've done both. I've done Crime Watch and I've done like kids drama, but I've done like his raw materials, and they're all three completely different things. Even like even with the children's drama that I did, even though it was like 13 episodes, it was like hectic as like, the most hectic job I've ever done. But then going on to his dark materials and then being introduced to like a hundred people instead of the 30 people we had on that, it's completely different. It's uh, okay. Uh, I want to say something that I really wasn't expecting when I first got into TV. Um, I think when I was younger, I was just like, oh, you know, when I once I get into TV, it's going to be just purely being creative. It's not at all. It's it's literally you don't do you don't really do anything creative yourself. You're literally there to help the creative people get the job done. Um, so it's a lot to do with um, time management and being organised and just paying so so much attention. You've got to be kind of good with numbers as well, which um, I feel scammed because you know as as like a, a drama and theatre um, degree. I wasn't expecting maths to come into play later on in my adult life, but here I am, I have to. Um, so a lot goes into making TV. It's not just being creative. And people also don't realize how long you're meant to be a runner for as well. Because um, people just think, oh, you just like start off as a runner and then like within a few months or whatever, you'll progress. It's not that you, in scripted TV, you can be expected to be a runner for like five, up to five years. It can be long. I like I remember starting out. I thought, oh, I I'll be a runner. I remember actually, I story about this. I remember my lecturer in uni saying, you want to be a runner for about two years minimum. And I'm like, I'm into my third year going into it. And I'm like, no, like it's completely wrong. You've got, I think you've just got to make them contacts and try everything and just show um, that you're willing to do it. But yeah, it's it's two years. Like, is not like, there's not a minimum or a maximum to be a runner. I don't think. No, that, no, yeah, that's true. There's not like a minimum or a maximum because everyone, it's different for everyone. Um, and it depends on your situation and it depends on your contacts as well. It depends on when someone decides to give you a chance. Um, it depends on a lot of things, but uh, I would say that in factual, you're gonna probably progress much quicker than in scripted. Um, scripted is just, it's very intense, very, very intense. So it just takes so much longer in, in scripted. Um, I mean, just to give you an example, when I started off in factual, I became a junior researcher within six months. Like that's quite quick. Yeah. Um, but then when I, when I switched to scripted TV, I had to obviously go back to being a runner. And um, I've kind of been doing it on and off for a year. I mean, like, can I even say a year? This year has barely, existed uh, yeah i but, don't know uh, i i say um, for two years but <laughs> i don't know i think that i think that's one thing you've got, <laughs> you've got to like point out though is say i say like from my own personal experiences say i've been in tv for two years i've probably not been working for 24 months i've been working for about 13 months 14 months yeah. It's, there's a, there's a long period of not working where you, like for instance, this time last year, I was working in a cinema. Um, and I, even though I'd done work on TV and then I went to work on TV, you've got to be flexible mm -hmm. with your own wishes really, I think as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I was the same. I was working in, in theater last winter. Um, and that's because, I mean, 
more scripted than factual, but a lot of productions just stop over winter. Um, even factual, it kind of, it's not as many. So there aren't as a lot of jobs going around on winter time. Obviously it's all changed now because of COVID, but um, you know, generally you, I would say if you're just starting out as a runner, have a backup job, especially for winter, because just in case you don't, you don't secure a job over winter, because it's, and don't feel disheartened if that happens, because it's so normal. Like you could have been working in TV for years and you still won't, like you can end up not working over winter. Um, so I, I had a zero hour contract in the theater um, and I would just pick up more shifts over Christmas time because that's kind of kind of worked really well because Christmas time is the busiest time of the year for theater and the quietest time of the year for TV. It worked out really well for me, but uh, you know, uh, that theater is currently closed down. We're in, we're in the best industry, but also the worst industry. Like, <laughs> like I mean, other people have got it bad, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a tough one. I've only ever, on these videos, I've only ever really spoken about like floor runners primarily or runners within um, Backdoor. Can you talk a little bit about the roles within script, like runner roles? Because yes. there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so, I mean, I'll start off with, with the one I'm doing at the moment. So floor runner or set PA. Um, that, that's the person, and generally you might have more than one um, set PA on especially a high-end TV show because it, it it's so manic that you kind of need more than one um, with this one we currently have two but we are going to get a third one as well um, and what I do is I mainly I'm on the floor I work with the A team uh, and a lot of floor runners that's that's what you would be doing you would be in the AD team you would literally be called an AD which is I love because I'm just like yeah call me assistant director please yeah. whenever I see my name in the AD department bit on the call sheet I'm just like yes yes I know as you know like other other departments will refer to you as an AD um because you're in the AD department you know it doesn't really matter like what rank you are you're in the ad department so i kind of always like that but yeah so um the the main person you'll the main runner you'll have in the ad department is going to be the floor runner then you have lock uh, which is not as fun but i honestly i i kind of mainly got into scripted tv by doing locking off first and it's such a good way to get into scripted tv because one not as many people apply for lock off pa jobs uh because it's just not it doesn't sound as fancy it's definitely probably in my own experience the most boring of the lot yeah it is it's boring um <laughs> Personally, there was one job that I did and we were meant to film on two days but the weather was so bad on the second day that they were like we've got to sandwich everything and it was right at the end of the shoot and it was like we can't even put it on another day like it has to be here so they sandwiched these two days together and I just remember being stood in this one position for 18 hours in the car and I was like it's the worst but then I was also like I'm working on this amazing show so this this works but it's also it's tough <laughs> it's so tough because but that's that's why i always recommend people who want to get into t into scripted tv if you see anywhere that they're looking for lock off pas just apply for it because yeah i get that it's not the most exciting job but it's the best way i think anyway you first you're going to be in the ad department 
which is massive as it is, um, you're not gonna have as many responsibilities as the set PA. So you're gonna, it's not as intense, you, it's boring, but you're also gonna be able to observe a lot. You're gonna have so much time to observe. You're gonna be able to like take in properly what's going on. You're gonna be able to listen to the radio and like, you know, not have to action every single thing that's happening, but you can just sort of take it in. Um, I found that it was such a good way to prepare myself for this job I've got at the moment, actually, as like a full-on set PA. Because I, I picked up so many things from being a lock-off PA, but without the added stress of actually having to do, to like action a lot of those responsibilities. Um, so I always, always recommend apply for lock-off PA. It's also such a great way to make contacts because if the third AD likes you, you never know. They might call you back to do to do some set PAing or whatever in the future um, or, or for that job. Honestly, you never know what to expect um, in scripted. So definitely lock-off PA, boring, but worth it. I, I'd agree with you on that one. It's, yeah. It's not fun. No, it's not. It's not yeah. fun, especially if it's on location and not in the studio. If you're on location, you just stand out for hours and hours, and and you just. It's also not fun the fact that you your main purpose is to lock off the the location where the shoot is happening while they're rolling, and a lot of people get really annoyed at you for stopping them. And then what else? What am I thinking of? We've got the bass runner. Um, who is located at unit base, which is, uh, how do I explain this if, if people don't know what unit base is? So we've got these sets and then we've got unit base and they're normally not that close to each other, but like, I don't know, productions try to try to make them close to each other, but sometimes they can even be like 20 minutes away. It just depends on the location. Um, and unit base is kind of where you get like, everything that you need that you can't have on set so you're going to have all the trailers um you're going to have like the production team and everyone working in like an office type place they'll it'll be in trailers at unit base um like all the actors will or the cast will arrive at unit base first that's where they get into costume where they get into makeup and that's where then they're put into transport and they're driven usually to where the set is on location. So the base runner, that's their job is to make sure everything goes smoothly back at unit base. So they're not gonna really be on set um, unless on like really rare occasions where we've got a lot of crowd, but they're mainly at unit base away from like all the action that's happening on set and they make sure the actors and everyone gets there on time, gets into hair and makeup on time. Um, and if someone needs something on set, so me and the base runner will, will talk a lot amongst each other um, to make sure everything is going smoothly because I'm usually over there waiting for the cast to arrive and they're trying to make, they're communicating with me, to letting me know like when they're gonna arrive, how long it's gonna be. Um, so it's a lot of work for the base runner. They usually do much longer hours as well, actually, than the set PAs, um, much longer hours. And yeah, they're, they're, they're great. I love, I love it. I've done a bit of that myself for dailies. And mm. it was def I'd definitely say it was the most stressful in terms of having to know 
where everyone is or what's happening at what time like it, it, it was stressful in that way but again yeah. it's really fun and um, because I think even though you're in the base my experience anyway is I'm I was learning a lot from the second AD um, which is also really useful um, mm-hmm. experience and um, yeah they all are they're all hard jobs they're all literally I, I can't sit here and be like oh it's all fun and games I can't because the amount of work that goes into making TV is insane. It's so much work. You have hundreds of people working on on sets and every single one of them is working very hard. You know, obviously we have we have moments where we're kind of like, ah, oh, like this is actually really fun. But generally, it, you're not really focusing on that. You're kind of like, I need to get this sorted. I need to get that sorted. You're like running around, like trying to make sure everything is running smoothly. Because the number one thing about working in TV is the schedule and keeping to the schedule. That is like so important. Um, so you're constantly trying to make sure everything is there on time and and everything just runs as smoothly as possible. You, you do not want to be the reason why people have to stay later. <laughs> That's all I can say, because it's already long hours, so no one wants that. That, you don't want to be the reason everyone stays late and you don't want to be the reason people are delayed at lunch. Like, they want to be fed. Like. Mm. Thanks for watching guys, I really hope you've enjoyed this first part to our high-end TV chat. I will be releasing part two next week where we talk a bit more about high-end TV, what it's like to work in that kind of scripted um, part of the television industry and also how to get into it. Um, So that will be coming next week. Also, since we filmed this video, it has been Christmas and I got this 100 Movies bucket list poster and my intention is to release videos starting after next week's video and just release videos alternatively so one week it will be a hundred movies bucket list or something to do with movies where it's a two minute video of me just chatting about what I thought about the film that I watched and then the week after it will be something to do with um, working in the TV and film industry so they will be coming on their way in 2021 but yeah I really hope you've enjoyed this video make sure you check out all my social media also go and check out um, Fettin's TikTok um, because it's absolutely amazing you learn a lot from it and it's really funny um, and if you're a fan of Doctor Who you'll also like it because she loves Doctor Who as well make sure you leave a like comment subscribe already and I'll see you next week bye